0: Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Oh my gosh, it's December. Happy December. I hope you all had a great, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know these days anymore if like, Thanksgiving is even really uh, good to celebrate, but I do enjoy being able to all get together with the family. It is does seem like one of the strangest holidays we have because it's like only in America. It's just about not working and eating a bunch of food. Which is very anti-capitalist, so we can only enjoy all the family time if we celebrate on a day that we, um, you know, caused a great genocide and colonized uh, the indigenous people. So maybe there will be a day in the future when America will, uh, you know, let us just celebrate being home with family without some sort of horrible thing happening. But um, I don't know why I went on that tangent. I think I've just been so overwhelmed by just... Maybe beginning to realize more and more how, like, long things have been fucked. I mean, I'm starting to sound like one of those, like, people who suddenly became woke, which I'll say I've known things were fucked. But I guess as a child, you are sort of, like, given this, I don't know, this sort of, like, hope that um, things are constantly getting better. And then as I get older, I realize, like, maybe that's not true. Wow, that really came off very depressing. So let's, let's um, pivot, okay? I'm sorry, Teresa, pivot. I hope y'all are having a, a happier day than me. Uh, I'm actually not unhappy. This is my resting mood, okay? You know how some people have resting bitch face? Just got resting a neurotic brain. Um, but speaking of brain, okay, this transition sucks, but I'm going with it. Okay, from my brain, I made an original Lunar calendar. It. I'm really proud of this um, because it's something that I've been just like wanting anyways. And I thought, you know, with all these apps out there like CoStar or whatever astrology apps, I know people are tracking the moon, but I couldn't find a good lunar calendar app. Um, all the ones I found were like just not great. Um, there's some from inland China, but they're just not like they're not what I want. Like I just want something simple, like all the lunar phases of the year I don't need all the auspicious days you know how I am very easily influenced could totally accidentally join a cult so don't want an app that's telling me way too much about like don't go outside today don't build a bed today because I will listen to it so this is very simple it has it's a desktop calendar you can stand it up on your desk it comes in two sizes either four by six inches which I personally prefer or five by seven which is a little larger it's got like Uh, the front has an original picture illustration, uh, based on a joke of mine, uh, or I guess I should say a sketch of mine, um, called the moon is my ex. Um, really it's just an ongoing bit that I have, but is it a bit or is it real? I don't know. Every time I see the moon, I just feel like it's like, especially when she's full and like in my window, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like my ex is texting me you up. That's how it feels. Um, but if you've never read the sketch, I have posted it before. I have read it online. Uh, it's really a silly one. I would love to actually film it one day, but it's, it involves dating the moon, so it's a little bit hard. If you want the sketch, um, you should get the calendar, and um, you can include the sketch with your order, and I will sign a copy, printed copy of the sketch, and you can have it, okay? Um, that's that okay the picture i <laughs> spent a lot of time on okay it was fun to do it's i didn't write the mood as my ex i wanted to make it a bit more subtle but it's it's a pretty moon and, and a girl and her shadow is a broken heart okay you can see the picture on teresaleecomedy.com shop or go to my instagram at teresaleebot um i've posted it everywhere you've probably already seen it by now Um, I think I've priced this fairly because it it does cost a bit to ship and, and, um, uh, the materials and and time spent making it. But, um, if it's way out of your range and you love it, you know how I am, reach out to me, please tell me anything at gmail.com. Just, just tell me, don't, you don't have to write a whole long ass essay. Just give me the deets, give me the truth and we'll go from there. But, um, a four by six, Desk calendar uh, is going at twenty two dollars, and the five by seven is twenty five dollars. If you spend over fifty dollars on my shop, and that includes the whole order, you can order stationery, you can order multiple these of these, you can order, um, you know, a wall poster, whatever. Then um, shipping is free. Okay, I'm trying to make it easy for you. I wish I could make it shipping free for everybody. I am a tiny, small ass business. Okay, I mean my ass is not small. My ass is medium, but I am a small business. So I don't I haven't reached the threshold where I can just make shipping free, but I don't want to pass on too many costs to you. Okay, so shipping will, if you're domestic US, it'll be between five and eight dollars for one of these frames. Um, but if you spend over fifty dollars, it is free. Okay, so that gives the incentive. I don't know. Team up with their buddy and buy two. Um, and for the confidants, you know I got you. Uh, you know I got you a promo code. Okay promo code CONFIDANT, all right, you get 10% off at checkout, Um, and last week, I said there were 15 special limited edition uh, surprise gifts, which now I can announce is a print of this calendar, okay, so there are still a few left, all right, so if you use code CONFIDANT, um, I think there's about, like, Eight left of these. So if you use that code, you will get 10% off. And the next eight people who use it will get a free calendar. Okay, it's not framed. So if you want the frame one, you still have to get it. But you'll get a free printout calendar. Um, I really h- like this. It's super fun. It's printed on cardstock. It's double sided. It's like a working lunar calendar. It has all the moon phases of next year. So whether you actually manifest to the moon or you just want a pretty decorative piece on your desk, it's useful. Um, So I hope you enjoy that. Um, Of course, I still have my holiday cards on sale. You can get, uh, there's two designs. You can get a pack of four for each uh, for $8 or just a single card for $4. Um, That does include shipping, okay? So that's all inclusive, no tax, no shipping. I mean, there is tax on shipping, but it's included, okay? I just made it simple for y'all. And you can even add stamps to it um, so you don't have to go to the post office. I will include stamps for every card that you buy pretty cool okay look look at me out here thinking like a Virgo moon helping you run your errands because I have to go to the post office anyway so why not just buy your stamp for you throw it in there boom you don't have to go easy save a trip to the post office and you know don't um you don't have to interact with strangers because there's that Omicron going around um And I think that's it. Uh, Speaking of Omicron, I don't know, just a PSA. Get your booster if you are eligible and can. I think there's going to be another panic. I think the media loves this shit. Obviously, it is a danger, but sometimes the hype can really send, you know, people into mass hysteria. So if you are able to and you have not yet, I made an appointment uh, at CVS. It's very easy online. It's free. Okay, so... I hope you guys, um, you know, take care of yourself, be safe this holiday season, and that's it. Okay, enjoy this episode with Cameron Farmer.
1: You can tell.
0: What's up? It's a girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I have comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. And today I have a very funny comedian. They host bong the... Well, I said that so... They host the pod bong hits, but I said they host the bong... Pod hits. Okay, I'm not high. I swear, um, but it would be totally fine with this guest if I was uh, super funny and loves to talk about. Uh, Bong Hits is a podcast all about getting high and it's super funny.
1: Please give it up for Cameron Farmer. Hi. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up?
0: It's it's funny because we just did a show together and yeah. I didn't know that. Actually, didn't know you hosted this pod, but I love it. But it's like the times we've met before we're like through quarantine and I think yeah. we may have literally done a live show almost exactly a year to the day because I remember oh, when we did shit. it on my birthday like during oh, the short yeah. like two weeks we were allowed out and um I yeah I, I think just seeing from your stand-up and like and then being like you don't talk that much about getting high at least not in the shows I've seen so <laughs> it was really fun to find that out I'm like oh you're like Hosting a stoner podcast. Yeah. I always loved finding out like stealth stoners as I call them. Like it's, you know. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm one of those too. I have a video of me on, uh, from an old job I did where I got, did mushrooms legally and nice. got high. But then people who see that are like, oh, she's a psych, like psychonaut. She loves shrooms. <laughs> but that's like not who I am on stage at all. I so. know what you're saying,
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I just love weed so much. It just makes me so happy. It makes me feel good. I, t- I feel like I talk about it a lot, but also maybe I don't. <laughs> I guess I don't really talk about it on stage that much. Now that I think about it, I feel like it's just implied.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess in the world of comedy, it's like, what is a lot? We all get high, yeah. I
1: suppose. And then there's, yeah.
0: there's like Doug, what, what, Doug, ben, what, what oh, Doug Benson. What, Doug Benson. Yeah. Yeah. like that. Um, Well, before we get too far, I like to start by asking my guests for a good confession. It's just something like positive to start off on. It could be very short, like a humble brag or something you're super into lately or something you want to rave about. Do you have something good you want to confess?
1: Whoa. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) I guess, like, in a way, I'm sick right now. And so I'm taking a tolerance break um so that feels pretty good too because I am like fully addicted to weed um so what is a tolerance
0: I've never heard that
1: (laughs) I just like haven't been smoking weed or ingesting weed or anything which like normally people do that to be like oh I need to like lower my tolerance so that way like when I smoke I get higher less like with less weed or whatever but Because I'm sick, I'm like, I don't really, I have so much mucus and it'll just make it worse. So I guess it does feel good. I have had a lot of talks recently about like, am I like so addicted that if I needed to stop for a long time, like, could I, or is this like, am I too reliant on it? It's just been something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, so it's nice to know that, you know, that you can, yeah, I can,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats how, um, no, this is interesting. Cause I do that. Like I went through for like 15 months. I thought I was like an alcoholic for a while and I did have a drinking problem, but turns yeah. out the, I stopped drinking for like 15 months and turns out it didn't solve my problems. I, <laughs> as in like, I was still crying outside a bar. The things I thought were happening. Cause I was drunk was like, no, you gotta deal with it. Um, But obviously, you know, it's compounds. But uh, now sometimes I'll take, I guess, tolerance breaks because I get in my head about it. It's almost like once I think, oh, I'm good to drink, then another voice shows up that's like, but, how do you know? And then I'm like, shut up. I know, I've done it. And it's like, but now is different. And
1: you're like, god damn it. Now
0: I have to just prove it to myself for no other reason but to... It's almost like being addicted to sobriety.
1: <laughs> I hear what you're saying for sure. Well, that's cr- Like a few years ago, I took like an 18-month oh, wow. uh, tolerance break. I think it might have been longer. It was almost two years, maybe like a few weeks away from it. And because uh, I also thought I was an alcoholic. But again, yes, it turns out no there's <laughs> other stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I'm like in a weird alcohol tolerance break too because I'm like, I don't want to drink. Let's just yeah. see what happens and how that feels if i'm like not drinking right now so i totally get that for sure where it's just like i don't have a problem but i but i can be excessive and i kind of yeah. just don't want to be right
0: now it's kind of more about balance i mean i think it's really tough to find balance in in this capitalist society yeah. I hate that word <laughs> like that but it is true because it's like anything people enjoy like drinking on a social level the the company selling it will find a way to put it to the extreme so it's like yeah it's weird to have to say like I'm on tolerance break as opposed to just like sometimes I'll go to a party and drink sometimes I don't like it is really hard to just yeah. balance it without telling people like oh I'm not drinking tonight because yeah, yeah. why aren't you it's almost like people take it up personally like why aren't you having the most fun tonight being drunk like do you not enjoy this party and it's like yeah sometimes my body is just not vibing with
1: it i don't know i think that people just like want to categorize everything so much so they're just like okay so you aren't a drinker now i know and like you are a drinker and it's just like dude just chill we don't have Uh to like say a is a and b is b it's like things are gray things are you know right now i'm not drinking and there's you don't have to like put that in a little box in your head
0: I would say, like, creative people, which you are, um, yeah. I feel like the sober, resting mind does tend to be way more, um, what's the word, like, stimulating, or it's just, mm-hmm. like, active. So there is, sometimes when I go on a, like, not bender, but, like, if I'm, like, partying, like, I'm in Vegas, I drink for three days or whatever, There, it there is, like, a high that comes out of just being with my mind sober. Because yeah. I yeah. do it for the break, but then later I'm like, oh, like, there's a <laughs> endorphin rush, and it's, like... Yeah. Are, it's, they're just different frequencies, kind of. They always yeah. sound like a new age no, witch, no. but <laughs> which is, I don't know how else to describe it. Because, like you said, these categorizations make us think like sober good, drug bad, but they're just different. It's not like one is up, one's down. Like exactly. your body is constantly like you know calibrating or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's all about knowing like your body and your limits, and like you said, finding balance. So. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I, okay, before we get into your confession, I do, this podcast was inspired by, uh, I started going to therapy really late in life and I really um, just felt so good being able to like talk, uh, like, and be heard. So I like to ask my guests, like, speaking of finding balance, like, what's your experience with uh, therapy or mental health? Like, do you, whatever you're comfortable sharing, like, do you have a confidant? Yeah. Do you, Do you go? Do you not go? Like, do you, you know, meditate? Whatever it is yeah. that helps you stay grounded. Um, I think our audience would love to hear.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was in and out of therapy since I was like nine. I did like therapy for, I think like, yeah, which is, you know, that's when, you know, things are really fucked up when you're nine in a therapist's office. Um, and then a little bit in college, a little post-college, but recently I've been in therapy for three years with the same person, I think, um, every week we have been on like a six week break because mm-hmm. he's has like a surgery oh, man. and he's taking care of himself and I respect that it's uh-huh. fine <laughs> you're like boundaries but yeah. not for me <laughs> yeah. uh but no I've been um I've been in therapy for three weeks or sorry for three years like every week and pretty much and uh I got diagnosed bipolar about five-ish years ago um mm-hmm. And uh, I'm medicated and um, have been on and off medication. You know, like sometimes I go off on accident, but like it is something that's very, very important to me as my mental uh-huh. health. So, and I'm trying to like take, you know, just be aware of it, not like take care of it because it's not like something that like be in the driver's ever... seat of exactly. your yeah. yeah
0: yes. That's great. I mean, yeah, it is like ever uh, evolving. Like I feel like when I first started going there, it was like, well, now I'm in it and I'm good. And then it was like so much more to learn and started doing like trauma therapy or like targeted therapy. And it's like, oh, it's this constantly evolving thing. Um, I've spoken with a lot of guests who've gone as a kid and like didn't want to go at all as an adult because Mm -hmm. of that. Like I, I unfortunately, I think a lot of the experience children have, it's not always attuned to, it's more for like the adults in their life sometimes. Yeah. Um, But you had gone as a kid and then went on your own as a in college and now go do you feel like looking back um like the experience as a child going like and now like did it help you prepare for now or is it almost like a whole separate thing because you weren't aware of who you were
1: yeah I think like going as a child it honestly might have added to more trauma (laughs) thinking about it um but it is like I think that it has always been like programmed into me uh, growing up to like, take care of what's happening mentally, Mm -hmm. even if I don't know what's happening or like, I can't really like pin it down to at least like be aware of it. Um, so like when I wasn't in therapy and before I was diagnosed, I was always journaling. Like I was always just like, even finding little pieces of paper and just like writing down, like how I was feeling. So I was always just trying to be aware of like how I was feeling, which, you know, as bipolar, and before I was medicated you're feeling a lot and it's uh really hard to sift through but I think it was uh important for me to like be able to I'm glad that I had like I guess at a young age been like um using that skill or mm-hmm. like learning that skill of like sifting through my feelings as much that, as I could
0: that is really um like I think an underrated thing cuz we make fun of like diaries as adults but I was the same way I I um was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult, but I, I have like complex trauma and a lot of, and I only started medication like during the pandemic, but I started going through my old journals and it was like things that I like over decades hadn't visited. And then I was like, oh, I knew more than I thought, but I didn't understand as a kid. Like I was, yeah. I, I came out um, as queer, like in senior year of college, but so as a kid, I was, I wasn't even closeted. Like I had no idea. Yeah. But when I read my journals, it's like, hmm, like I'll draw a picture of a girl in a bikini and talk yeah, about yeah. how like this girl is so pretty and I want to braid her hair. And you're like, okay. But, <laughs> and it's, it's like almost you leaving clues for yourself. So yeah. I love that like your instinct was to write stuff down because yeah. it, it's not just for the present you, but like it helps the future you kind of Absolutely. Put together. Yeah, And it's very validating because when you're, you know, uh, mood is changing. Sometimes you forget how you felt in one situation and it can be really easy to be like, oh, I'll deal with that later because I don't feel that way now. Yeah. Yeah. I started leaving, um, this is new, like literally a week ago, my psychiatrist was like, try leaving like voice memos for yourself for when you have breakdowns. And I used it and it worked, but it was really silly. It was so silly, like, but it did work. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) That sounds great. I, yeah, that sounds fucking amazing. I think I, part uh, of
0: what works is how dumb it is. Like, as I'm sitting there, like cry, like I was, you know, having a panic attack and then I'm listening to my voice going, it's
1: okay, we'll get ice yeah. cream tomorrow.
0: And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, fine.
1: <laughs> That's something that I do with my partner, Colin. It's like, he also is bipolar. And so like, sometimes there'll be a time in our relationship where we're both kind of like volleying back and mm. forth trying to like help the other person um but like when he's in a really really bad spot and he's just like doomer just like sight sy- like cyclical just like uh mm, fucking like spiraling yeah, kind spiraling of. yeah mm. i'll just be like okay i'm gonna make you twerk and he gets <gasps> so mad he's like i'm not doing that that's ah! fucking bullshit and i'm like no i'm turning on like the dumbest song and you have to twerk and i just like make him twerk until oh he starts God. like laughing because he's realizing he's like so mad with the stupid face like shaking his ass and it's like you can't you have to just release this like you have to get out of this and that helps so much too even though it's so stupid and literally infuriating for him it is also like extremely helpful to just be like okay yeah i need to just relax
0: i love that i don't like on so many levels, like the partnership, because it's so much of it, like helping each other. But also because I do this alone and I thought it was weird, (laughs) but I actually think there's like, well, I know, been researching more, so there are signs to it, but not to get too into it, but you know, like how animals will shake when they are stressed out. It is literally to relieve stress. But I've found like during my most like lockdown when I had nowhere to go and I was having um, panic attacks, I would like be on the ground, all fetal position, and then suddenly get up. I would, like, hit a point where I would just get up and my body would start, like, dancing. Yeah. And I'll turn on music and twerk, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like crying and twerking but it is literally to get that feeling out and so yeah. i mean there is really like a scientific part to that which
1: i, love. I think there is science to twerking <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> just like crying like <laughs> yeah. it's because it's just like i'm literally shaking my ass which is yeah. like the source of all jokes you know like <laughs> when we're children it's all fucking ass like every ass thing is funny and so it's just like yeah just like if you're gonna have like this like weird caveman brain of like cycles spiraling then like why don't we caveman laugh at it by just like shaking your butt around or whatever
0: i love that that's true because if crying's um involuntary at the moment we'll make that involuntary laugh like you know yeah yeah there you go i love that let's take a quick break when we get back we'll get your confession and we're back all right cameron the time has come is there anything you'd like to tell me?
1: yeah okay so it's hard because i feel like i'm a very open person so i was searching uh for something to tell you and i was like i can't think of anything and i was like well let me go to like shameful things oh, and that- see if i can remember so i told this to colin and he's like i've never heard you say that i was like well, no, it's <gasps> a secrets that's why but i <laughs> i
0: already love it They're, you're you're
1: laughing
0: there's a release <laughs> already happening <laughs> i was <laughs>
1: i'm so scared i broke my hymen when i was nine years old with like a little radio <gasps> antenna thing from my brother's oh my gosh like car like radio car like oh yeah remote control- anybody- uh-huh yeah
0: uh when i'm I was like a- can you tell i'm like like um <laughs> uh on instincts squeezing my my <laughs>
1: yeah i was masturbating when i was nine and i stuck an antenna up there and i broke my hymen and then it was like I, i never stuck anything up there again until i was like you know way past being a, uh like losing my virginity like I don't even I think I was like in my 20s before I like actually put something penetrative in there wow <laughs>
0: besides
1: I, oh. like a cock it is
0: I mean both a <laughs> terrifying story but also
1: <laughs> funny now as yeah. adults
0: and understanding that <laughs> we're all okay but uh oh my gosh because oh man that's Also, like, I feel like times were so different. Like, it's still kind of like people are weirdly shamey about talking about hymens and stuff still. But I remember that first learning about that word was really, like, clinical and barely. And it was very, like, hush, like, don't say that. Because I thought it was a funny word. Like, hymen. My mom was like, stop, saying hymen. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, okay. But, you know, you can say dick all you want and um i part i mean some of them not learning about that stuff leads to things like that i mean yeah. i feel like boys are encouraged to run around the pool with their little peepees out like yeah at eight months old or whatever and then and then... I... oh my gosh um well okay i mean there i'm i'm trying to delicately no, uh, get the story without getting into any weird parts of it but um <laughs> I guess the funny parts when I think about stories, like, from very childhood, like, we've had confessions where it's, like, um, Cody Heller talked about, like, making fake vibrators, or making her own vibrators out of pencils as a kid. Oh, my God. I think of this as, like, I immediately think as the child, you know, and so hopefully people are also understanding that we were adults talking, you know, we don't don't want to get into that weird territory. But the funny part to me is that you used your brothers. So, like... (laughs) I mean, amongst many funny parts, but that stuck out because like, were you aware, first of all, like what you were doing and did that lead to like, I don't want to use my things? Like, was there like a trying to hide it or you were just like, whatever, that thing looks fun. Like, I
1: I don't even know. I guess I must have just been like so horny, like (laughs) either searching or I saw it and was inspired. Like one of those two An things happened. artist. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, well, it's got all the parts and I want to, and it must've been like, it was my brother, so that way it wasn't mine. Mm. And so that way it was like something I could hide easily. And I was like, I'll just wash it when I'm done. So and there's then... like a
0: built-in, but it's more intuitive. You weren't like taught to like, uh, no. like by, by parents or got, got no. you know, like supervisors to not, not like. Think about that stuff.
1: Okay. Well, no, no. I mean, like, I was super religious growing up too. So I think there was just like so much fear around like masturbation itself. And it was something that, like, you know, I felt so much guilt, anyways, when it was happening. So then uh I just remember mostly just feeling like this is why I'm not allowed to masturbate. I just took oh. my own virginity. I am oh a my sinner. Gosh. I'm going there. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: was uh, this before or after the movie cars came out no i'm just this kidding. was uh, way
1: before <laughs> way before
0: way, way. Before. now i'm starting to understand where that movie came from uh, <laughs> no um yeah the, the religious shame is so interesting because it's almost comes in before you're even aware of it like before yeah. you're even a, you're taught that is shameful before you even have those like like uh, sexual feelings at least like consciously you know I think there, sure. it's natural to yeah. as a child to all feel things in your genitals but I think you're already taught it's bad and then it happens so then you think oh no I'm a devil even yeah. though it's like no ev- like they should at least tell everyone like no but this will happen like they make it sound like some of you who are good yeah. will never want to have sex and, and you're like <laughs> well I won't and then you're like what the fuck
1: yeah i was just like i am i'm going to hell like and that's so funny too that i've held on to that shame for so long where i was like it's still like affected me and i was still like so scared to talk about it because i'm 30 now this happens like 21 22 years ago um and I've gotten through a lot of like shame and sexual shame too because I'm like I'm panned now I'm uh non-binary which like isn't sexual but like you know people mm-hmm. think it is whatever um I'm poly and so there's like all these things that I've like come to terms with but then it's like thinking about that I was like oh god oh god I've got to have to tell somebody I broke my own mind <laughs> well it's,
0: in a way it's uh- on like a a very broad like not like like a human experience level I think some of those early experiences from like teenage or childhood feel cringy to everyone because we're not it's almost like we're talking about driving early like being the person driver's seat in your mental health yeah it's almost like you're driving a car which is your body but you don't quite know it yet right like that's that's literally like I know it sounds really like silly and objectifying but I I think of it as, like, merging the mind and the body in a yeah. empowering way. But at that age, it is, like, you don't know. And so yeah. you're figuring it out. And it's almost, like, now it's cringy mostly because it's, like, that's not necessarily the relationship you have with your body now. And so no, it's almost yeah. this disconnect of, like, oh, that was me. But was it me? Because you didn't understand how you were connected to all of it, you know?
1: Yeah. And there was really, like, it's crazy, too, because now I'm thinking, like, I could have Googled what was happening, but it was like Google did not exist. Did it exist? So oh I God. was You're like looking like...
0: through the manual of the remote control. What happens here?
1: <laughs> and it's like I had nowhere to figure out what was going on. I think I finally realized what hymen was watching: Desperate Housewives.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean. But did you tell your parents or anything? Like, I mean, oh no. So you were just hiding it? Like I told
1: Colin, that was the first person I told. And then you're the second person I told.
0: Wow. I mean, it just sounds so painful that I'm like, oh my gosh, to hold that in, but also to know on a level beyond yourself that you're like I can't tell anyone because there is shame it's like no like even parents and like religious leaders who might be like in church saying like don't masturbate like they would also still be like but if you hurt yourself let us know like we want you to be okay I would hope that (laughs) oh gosh I mean I guess maybe not in all situations most I think most people at least parents on some level are like yeah but I I'm only saying this because I want you do not do it but if you're gonna come to me you know Yeah. it's also because i'm like you saying you haven't told anyone like so your brother didn't know either
1: oh (laughs) hell no oh fuck no no way i hope he still doesn't
0: oh my gosh been
1: so embarrassing
0: i don't know when like
1: roasted me forever
0: I don't know when I first learned, I I vaguely, like the idea of breaking a hymen, I think I learned about in class, like human growth and development. But I remember also my mom saying like, not wanting us to use tampons because of that. And I didn't quite understand it. And it's so wild to be like, put all this, I don't know. It's just, it's just a thing where you're like, what, why do we need a, like, we're almost preparing girls to grow up to be
1: like afraid of cock.
0: Yeah, and of their own bodies, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: like your body's
0: they're... a bomb that's about to go off, and you're
1: like, I don't know what's going to happen. And
0: it's like, that's not helpful. You don't want to get in a helicopter and drive it if you're afraid of it, right? I don't know. I mean,
1: it's like, it's... <sighs> it's no wonder, like, I'm surprised more women don't have like more gender issues, uh, when it comes, like, I'm surprised not everybody is (laughs) non-binary, it was like 30 plus, because we grew up without the internet, and we were so, like, taught to fear our bodies so much, Yeah. um, and just the information was coming from church or school, and so much of it was just like, you know, it's bad, it's bad to do this stuff. It's bad to be connected. And it's just like, no wonder I'm so like, I feel so detached from my like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: my own physical form because it was a sin to even touch myself, to even like examine myself. Just crazy. Yeah.
0: Something you said just literally made me realize because we were talking about the twerking and then now masturbating. And it doesn't, it ha- has happened more now this, like the last year, cause I like really dug into trauma therapy and I think it's kicked up a lot of old shit, but this is a new thing for me. It's not like I grew up all, always like this. But when I get really, really sad, like alone, like at the end of crying, I'll sometimes just get super horny, and yeah. then I'll just like start air humping. I don't know if this is like yeah. too much to share, <laughs> no. but it'll happen in a way where it's like it's removed, like you say, disconnected. I'm not like, oh, I must sex someone now. It's literally like I'm sad, but like okay, I'm not depressed. I'm like just feeling the things. It's when I feel comfortable to feel it though, because yeah. I think when I'm repressing it, it it gets all clogged up but when i'm like all yeah. right i'm at home i'm having it edible and it won't be sad then it just <laughs> kind of like turn it like transmutes at a certain point into just like air humping yeah. and i feel like there must be something to that you know because i wonder if a lot of the shame from religious leaders comes from not just the sex but dealing with like those questions of faith like when you know when mm. you're sad a lot of times it's tied to maybe your re- real life real life experiences not matching up with those like ideals, you know, idealistic, you know, biblical experiences saying that everything's going to be all, you know, kumbaya or whatever. Yeah. And to even pull on that thread, which is the path to fixing it, I think, but to pull on it might mean unraveling certain institutions.
1: Totally. Uh, It's so crazy. Well, I think we didn't have Google when we were younger Mm -hmm. but I remember I used to go on 17 like dot com like the 17 magazine Mm -hmm. and they would have all these I think maybe when I was like 12 or whatever they would have uh comics that like users made Uh and it was sort of like a zine like an online zine and then there were like regular people who would make like a lot of comics and I remember one distinctly that I would read which she normally talked about like sex and masturbation and I it like I remember one where she was talking about masturbating a lot because she was really sad and really stressed out. And she was like, and this is what I do when I'm stressed out. And I remember that like healing something deep in me where I was like, okay, like Uh there's somebody who's saying like, this is a comfort thing. Yeah. And it like, I think it helped me like filter about that in my own like safe space. And it's like, even now as I'm older and I think about being stressed or sad and then I get horny, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, oh, it's stress relief. That's, and I, I remember from the comic, like, it's crazy. I wish I like, obviously all this shit got deleted because this was like early internet stuff and you know, mm-hmm. they delete all their good shit all the time. But uh, yeah, that like really helped me a lot. And so it's like, it is crazy too. like. The shame of masturbation um, being healed by something like just somebody Mm -hmm. confessing like their own like story, I guess. I don't know. Sorry. This is kind of rambling in my head. No, no,
0: that's super interesting because you (laughs) never know when like like you said, like comment, you can't. I mean, it's like a random comment and comment and and you connect it to it. And so I love that because I think these are universal experiences. And it's getting better now. I think like even TikTok now you can scroll, like even if you don't ask a question, it'll answer it for you. It's yeah, like somehow absolutely. it <laughs> reads your mind. But um but back back when we were growing up, it is like on the forums, on the con you know, that's yeah. where you find that moment of like truth of a connection. And that heals because you realize you're not alone. And you know, now we're looking back, it's like we weren't alone. But oh, yeah. it is uh it's tough to know that when you're you know still in the dark of it you know
1: yeah I think it also gives me like just like some peace about like making art because I think also Mm -hmm. it's like being creatives or being comics it's like there is so much like is this helping anything and then I remember like little shit like that where it's like you know I might not remember who made it but I remember that it like helped me and healed me in a way so it's like okay you know even if I'm creating something stupid and telling jokes about like you know Smoking weed, oh. <laughs> or like you know, uh, dating a white guy, and the uh-huh. <laughs> and the struggles I'm having with. <clears throat> excuse me with that. Oh, no, but
0: that's okay. um... Oh yeah, take shit, t- take that's... a break. Um, well, okay, while while you while you rest your throat, your story did. I can't. I feel like I may have said this on the pub, I can't remember. Maybe I didn't. And it's one of those cringy stories too. So if I have said it already, sorry, but, it, it, uh, I will share it with you because I, um, I was a late bloomer sexually. Like I didn't end up losing my virginity till senior year of college. But when I was a sophomore, I was like 19, I studied abroad in France and you know, that's around the age your body is already starting to be like sharks. And I was just <laughs> so repressed. I didn't even really think about it. Like I was scared of, <laughs> scared of breaking my hymen. I was like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> But I started doing like I worked out a lot, uh, and then I would do these like leg lifts every day. And then like one day out of the blue, they just made me come, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was so <laughs> <laughs> like squeezing your kegels, and I'm sure like I can't come now from working out. I God, I wish that I would <laughs> I would like the gym a lot more, but I um I. I didn't know what it was, but I did kind of think it was like shameful because I think a part of me was like, is this an orgasm? Because you read these like teen magazines that are like, I've never had one or have I had one? They're always like, when you do, you know. And so I didn't know, but I was like, this is something new and it feels weird. And maybe it is, or maybe it's like halfway. And I would just do it for like three weeks. Like every day I'd be like, time to work out, time to work out. (laughs) And it was like to the point where I was like, should I try to masturbate? And then I didn't know how to do it. So I took, mm. this, actually this, part I don't think I've ever said, but I took a wine bottle, <laughs> like a, like a clean empty one. Yeah. And I was like, is this how you have sex? And I tried to like <laughs> sit on it, but it didn't feel good. Like it doesn't yeah, feel good. It okay. And it's not, especially when you're like concentrating and being like analytical about it. So I was like, I guess I, maybe I can't have sex. Like I thought that my vagina was broken. Um, which it turns out you're just that's just not how you're supposed to do it you're supposed to like yeah. be in the right mind state like sad no i'm just kidding sad yeah. and then horny sad
1: and horny <laughs> it's crazy to talking about this too i exclusively masturbated clit only for so i mean while. that's that makes sense it just let's well, so use <laughs> great but i was like so afraid of uh-huh. like putting anything up there so i remember the first time i got fingered i was like this is like, I was like, oh, there's a whole other world out there. And I was like, and I'm with someone and we are into each other. And like, this doesn't feel bad. But yeah, it is crazy. Like, I guess just like all this shame that, like, I talk to teen boys or like, mm. I don't talk to teen
0: boys. <laughs> okay, Cameron, is there another confession you want to make? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just but talking to so teen good boys good. every day, you know. So
0: 17. Uh, com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a different type of <laughs> lesson. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't make you laugh. It's going to make you cough. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. But, like, I talk to guys and mm. then, like, when like you know talking about being teenagers they're like i jerked off everywhere i jerked (laughs) off constantly i had to it was necessary for me to jerk off like wherever i could whenever i could and it's so wild like comparing that to like this conversation and like how i felt about myself Where it's like it was so slow like i felt like me even being aware of my body is something I'm still dealing with. And it's just so wild that like, you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself a woman anymore, but like being raised a woman, like how much of that is just being taught to like, stay as far away from our own bodies as possible.
0: And you see that
1: changing now with like Gen Z or fucking whatever, whatever's younger than Gen Z. I guess. I don't know. But you see, like the media that they have are just like sexuality not being something that's so sinful or just something. It's like, hey, naturally that's going to happen. Naturally, you're going to have these like urges and stuff, and it's not bad. Not saying like, you know, kids, you know what I'm trying to say, but it's like. No, yeah,
0: there's an appropriate and healthy level of exploration. Exactly. Done at an age appropriate time. And exactly. And I think we're so afraid of being wrong that we shut it all down. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because I I think we're starting to be more open about it as a society and um, talking about this stuff. Like I I identify as a woman, but I've gone when I was like not when I was questioning my sexuality, I was like on forums looking up to see if I like was possibly trans because I think there's just not enough convo about it. And I eventually you know after like talking to people and reading a lot of things I was like okay I I think I was just going through a sexual awakening but it's so tough because so much of it like the shame of being born into a woman's body is embedded in even like a straight woman you know what I mean like so there's this element if one thing is in question I'm like I was like, so it's all wrong because we're just taught from the beginning. It's that it's all wrong.
1: Yeah, it makes it so so
0: hard to find the truth. Um, But I I think we're hopefully starting to get a little bit better about it. And I think it'll open people up more to just like accepting themselves instead of having to be like, let me fit into this norm that nobody likes. Like, yeah, all the big institutions are telling you to hate yourself. So it's like, maybe we should Dot listening!
1: To yeah, I think one blessing of being a millennial is like fucked up as it was, where like, you know, like generations before us, we didn't really have access to like the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like growing up with the age of the internet, it was like something that I've really appreciated and might have fucked me up forever, but I don't really care is that like most of my growing up was happening like online, I guess. Yeah. And so like I was able to exist for and am able to exist and grow up existing in something that was so detached from like my actual physical form that -hmm. I could actually take care of like my thoughts and like express myself without any like boundaries of like what I look like or what who I am in any other way and so I had this weird like backwards of like learning more about myself through like what I like or what interests me or like what internet I found myself on and having that then start like making the connection slowly between like being black and online or being like you know, now non-binary, but for a while female and online or like Mm -hmm. finding out being gay and online like that being a slow thing. But it's like, it was cool, even though it's obviously there's a lot of trauma there with like having to grow up detached from myself. It was nice to actually like have a place to learn and talk through that detachment. Whereas like, you know, Gen X or like baby boomers or whatever didn't really get to have those conversations at all. It was just like, you're detached. And you're never having those conversations yeah and uh and if like you know gen x is through like zines it's not on the internet you know mm-hmm. it's like in real life but with me it's like i get to actually okay fine i'm not attached to my body what am i what else am i interested in which has been like a bit of a blessing yeah. in a way um it's, it's yeah. that tumblr generation it's a tumblr generation baby <laughs>
0: it's interesting earlier you said um Like, a line you said, like, it's not sexual, or some people think it is, like, about uh, being non-binary, but I think, we're describing generations, I think that is a generational thing, and that's a positive thing, but, like, back, you know, Gen, uh, is it Gen X, boomers, like, you know, when um, the pre-internet and the gay bars were, you had to, like, they were, like, clandestine, you had to wear bandanas, that was sexual because that was the only way they could communicate it. Because if it was like you can't quote unquote aren't allowed to be gay, people who could not resist or not could not um sit with their false identity, the strongest urge would be sexual. But being gay isn't just sexual, right? It's an identity and it's three dimensional. But because it boiled down to like how can I just have a sexual encounter and then be not gay for the rest of my other encounters. Yeah, it made everything seem sexual. And I think Ooh. now we're finding like even we're talking about writing in diaries. Like I had Cameron Esposito, and we were talking about um, liking pirates and witches growing up. And I didn't know I was queer. And a lot of bisexual women I talk to now, because they came out later since they yeah. liked you know men for a while, they shared so many of the same interests and like the same characters and the same kind of like specific niche things i liked growing up so you find each other in those spaces and then later you're like ah yeah but it proves that it's not it's not about sex i wasn't watching pirates like i must fuck this fishnet <laughs> these fishnet tights you know it was like it yeah. was something about an essence or a vibe that made you feel like you wanted to find people more like yourself and yeah. a lot of um that was made possible through like you know the rich characters and family. absolutely
1: yeah I wasn't liking Tim and Eric and thinking I'm non-binary but like (laughs) (laughs) hey there's a fucking connection I think Ah, you know it's like I was always searching for things that were like just abrupt and chaotic and Mm -hmm. uh I guess just like um visceral and I think it's because there is something, it feels like that all the time, especially in my non binaryness It feels abrupt and chaotic and visceral. It feels as chill as I may be, LOL, I'm not at all. But my. <laughs> I, I feel like that's so much part of my gender is just like disruption. Um, And then like seeing the comedy I liked or like the internet I liked, it's like, that makes sense, I guess, with mm-hmm. my gender identity, which is like sort of disruptive, especially in my family. Everybody's like, okay, I'm... I'm on board. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, but like, it is very disruptive. Uh, so I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wasn't going into these things thinking like, okay, yeah, I, uh, I'm something different. I'm just like, I just like this. It makes me feel fucking crazy. And it's speaking to something in me that's like very intense and hmm. also just like insane. It makes me feel like you, like, it makes me feel you... like me. And I was that's, like, I didn't yeah. know people were making things that made
0: me feel uh, like me. <laughs> Aw, I love that. It is, in, it'll be interesting to see how the next gender, because I think Gen Z has a bit of both millennial. Poor like guys. They weren't born with, I mean, they were born with the phones, but it's almost like there's always going to be a pendulum because now I'll see on TikTok, like, really young kids who I don't want on my TikTok, okay? full no, disclaimer. Yeah. They're just showing up. Not very yeah. young. They're, like, 20, <laughs> but they're that's young. Yeah. But it'll be like, they'll make almost, like, jokes about being... Uh, like queer by just going straight to like oh do you listen to Girl on Red and things like that Yeah, yeah. which I'm like that's cool but then you're almost finding the opposite where people are starting to curate the stereotype of being gay so that yeah. if you don't fit in that you're not and I'm like that's the whole point was to break out of <laughs> like They're, like what do like, you like and it's like oh my god we're like doing it again where we're putting everything is like boxes, in boxes. yeah
1: and <laughs> everything is like police i feel bad i feel <sighs> like their generation because of the access that they had to the internet and that like kind of being like perfect like, like the internet being like perfectly wrapped up that like <sighs> their identity is really um Kind of embedded within capitalism and vice versa, which is like really screwing their shit up. Like, it's like all of it is about like being sellable. And so, like, the more you categorize yourself, the more you can sell yourself. Like, I keep seeing this one thing that it's like, well, because
0: it's data driven that you literally advertise to, like, what do you like?
1: And that's how they make money is through social currency. Like, I've seen this TikTok sound going around, it fucking bums me out. And it's like, post your content, post your content. And other people, like, being like I it might seem silly but there are people who are posting on here getting like three million likes for just making a burp sound post your content people watch it I'm like why do you care why why? yeah why you're a kid why why and it's because it's social currency it's like this is how they're getting meaning from life is like through likes which is then becomes like the more you're seen, the more like important you are, and I just like I just hope that the generation yeah. underneath them is like just goes to Dadaism. And, like, they ex- <laughs> I hope they
0: exist at least. Uh, no, uh, yeah.
1: no, so yeah, I'm you're like,
0: yeah, you're right. I'm
1: very grateful for them because I think that they are like very good at um like just embracing the subversive and like not listening to any rules, creating their own rules in ways and also like fighting the system but there is like so much of it is embedded in like this weird social capitalism um that i don't think they're fully aware of because they're young yeah. and there's the hubris of youth of like i know everything and you have nothing to teach me i actually have everything to teach you and it's like okay give yourself three years All they're right. still
0: developing it's like the they're equivalent of up. uh you know there's no shame in wanting to masturbate but probably not as healthy to use a remote control car so it's like no shame in wanting to be liked but maybe take a second before you (laughs) break the internet you know (laughs) break the internet (laughs) hymen or whatever
1: it's exactly like That's oh, so my gosh. Funny. Well,
0: I think that's a great place to to um, wrap it up. We have a quick game. I like to end okay, with a yeah. game. Um, if you have time. Okay. This is, um, since your podcast is called Bong Hits, and uh, I also love to, it's funny you are talking about writing down things in uh, journals and iPhones or whatever, because this is inspired by how much I like to write in my iPhone notes. I write in my iPhone notes when I'm high, and when I'm not, like, it's just too many things. But... This is called high or low notes, okay? Very okay. simple. Okay, these are, I'm going to read uh, iPhone notes I've written, and okay. you just have to guess if it was written high or not. Um, okay. And I I know the answer to all of these because I know you're a Virgo, I'm a Virgo moon, and so these are very labeled my iPhone notes it's labeled thoroughly. Um,
1: okay. That's sick. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, so the high notes or I guess low moments because you'll see if they're <laughs> written so okay. okay. All right, here's one. Um, okay, this is uh, birth and life, same, lights and bugs, dancing like peacock. What aura is your color balance resonating with the community everyone can win? Is it high or
1: low? I'm thinking that's a high. You're correct. Okay, that's a high. Okay. As soon as you said birth, I was like, high. Ah.
0: High. Okay, here's one. Um, this one's short. I've been there. You're sad, but you'll be okay.
1: Low? Yeah.
0: Okay. Low. I actually don't remember why I wrote this one, but it was uh, under uh, a title called therapy, so... That's really sweet to write to yourself. Here's one. Plants and eating vegan plant meat, threatening them. Hot chicken. Can we call it something else? Beef isn't even cow. What about plants that fed dogs? (laughs) Hi. You would think so, but this was written, actually just last week, I (laughs) bought plants and then wanted to go to lunch and I thought it'd be cute to like have a sit down lunch with my plants and I went. On accident to a plant-based hot chicken place, oh and my I God. felt like I was eating, <laughs> threatening them <laughs> because I was eating plant <laughs> plant-based. I'm not even vegan. I didn't have to choose that day.
1: Poor plants. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, here's one. Binary is the codec, the computer code, the Tower of Babel, a bullock cord, cross and line, plus and negative ion. The switch is the instantaneous moment. High or low? High. <laughs> yes.
1: You get very,
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> macro when you're high.
1: I know. I very. I like
0: it. It's odd <laughs> because I, like, I try. tried. In so much of the world i'm always like it's not i hate like li- i'm very like non-binary not non- not in a gender way but just like yeah. whatever people are like it has to be this or that but then when you go far enough it becomes like so non-binary that it's computer code binary yeah yeah which I is mean, very we're, very we're non-binary we're so, but yeah it's yeah. like the wildest <laughs> thing because it literally then becomes you if you're the switch in the middle yeah. that exists and that, that means there's not more than one okay
1: all right uh okay I'm I'll, do, right
0: there with you. I'll do two more <laughs> i know people are like what the fuck no, no, uh
1: I okay it.
0: i will do two more okay you pick a date okay so here's one uh i'll, I'll read three dates pick the one like oh july june or october because i have three i'll just do two more which one july and or, Ju- july june or october uh this- july july okay i'll read the july (laughs) one okay i want to do two more but i have three left so okay. okay here's one from july infinity is when you quantum entangle with yourself if you're fully bonded you can neither receive or give so you're not afraid of other energies
1: I'm only gonna say hi because it seems like a theme. Okay.' Get high. <laughs> talking about quantum. <pontos>. Okay, okay, <laughs> you're right. All
0: right. All right, here's the final one. Okay. Here's <laughs> this is from June. Uh, the day I was born, I came out screaming, hoping I was doing it right. Um, they said I was a miracle. I don't know about that. All I remember is I wanted to live as much as I wanted to die.
1: Damn. Uh hello yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought it would
0: throw you up because i talked about birth
1: no no <laughs> we like too, too sad <laughs> i when you're well when it looks like when you're high it gets like further and further away from like your own being and low, well, i would understand if it got more internalized more uh-huh, like, uh-huh.
0: wow i never thought funny. about that yeah okay wow <laughs> thank you for helping me learn about myself no problem um this was so fun thank you for sharing
1: yeah
0: where can people find you uh your and your pod chat it out all the things yeah
1: i've got my podcast bong hits uh on like apple spotify everywhere and then me and my partner are doing like a live show um at the elysian so look out for that we'll be hopefully doing it monthly um and then you can find me on like twitter and instagram and i guess tiktok uh at cameron farmer it's just my first and last name tiktoks i only make when i'm so high ah, um, so they're on. really nonsense <laughs> they're like they're nothing but i think they're fun <laughs> i don't know
0: that's yeah great. that's it follow yeah follow them on tiktok i i love a high tiktoks um you can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod follow me at Teresa Bot on instagram thank you Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo-Ha-Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Wheat Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwrecked Sailor. And the Hoo-Ha-Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh-out-loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.